Hello and happy Friday to all of you. Thanks so much for tuning in to Let's Chat Markets, your favorite weekly dairy market podcast powered by High Ground Dairy. Today's Friday, August 18th, and you're hearing from Alyssa Badger, Vice President of High Ground Dairy. Before we jump into markets, I do want to mention that we officially locked in dates for our Global Dairy Outlook Conference in 2024, and we can't wait to see you all there. These past two years, We've had an incredible turnout, and we know year three will be even better. So mark your calendars for June 18th through the 20th, 2024, to be in Chicago for our networking receptions, as well as our conference at the Union League Club of Chicago. Joining me today is Betty Burning, our very talented dairy economist. Hey, Betty, we talked with Kara last week about the Iowa State Fair. What sets the Minnesota State Fair apart? Which one's better? Okay, good question. I was hoping that you would ask. Uh, Minnesota is the better one. We also have butter sculptures. We have more than just a butter cow. We have bus of butter. So there are 12 girls that run for Princess K, the Jerry Princess for the state, and they all get their head carved out of butter. And you can go see that. And it's conveniently located next to the best shake and ice cream and milk place at the fair. Oh, and we have Prano Pups, which are like corn dogs, but better. So there you go. Visit Minnesota. It's amazing. <laughs> All right. Back to business. Uh, what happened on the CME spot market this week? I think it's safe to assume you're going to start with butter because, wow, we had a massive amount of trades on that spot market. Massive amount of trades. Wow is the word for it. So 98 trades this week. That's the most since November 2004. Wow, again. Um, and we waited half a year for butter to top 250 per pound, which it did a little over a month ago. And it hasn't traded below 250 since then. And then this week we broke through the $2.70 per pound mark, uh, traded as high as 277 per pound yesterday, and then today settled at 270 per pound. So a lot of momentum there. I don't think anybody expected so much to trade. Just wow. Let's also talk about blocks because they had a big week too. Big price action uh, broke above the $2 per pound mark. And that's a price not seen since the spring rally earlier this year. Four to 30 day old cheddar continues to be short and that's likely driving the prices higher at the CME. Today's market settled at 202 and three quarter cents per pound after taking on incremental increases Tuesday through Friday this week. Cheddar barrels were their own animal. They bounced around again this week, settling as high as a buck 85 and as low as a dollar 75 before settling today at a dollar 80 and three quarter cent per pound. And on the week, they are down a penny and three quarters from, um, from last Friday. We'll switch gears. We'll talk powders. Powders were not nearly as exciting as cheese and butter this week, but on the powder front, whey closed today at 27 cents per pound, which was the same price as last Friday. 16 loads traded on the week. Non-fat dry milk was pretty quiet. No trades Monday or Tuesday, a total of 12 trades on the week. And then the weekly average was 109.8 per pound, which is 2.2 cents lower than last week's average. Awesome. Thanks, Betty. So what about the slaughter data that came out this week? It's been trending way ahead of 2022. Did that continue into this week's data release? Absolutely. Yeah, we, um, as milk prices recover, we're kind of anticipating that things may slow a little bit, but that is not what happened with this week's data release. 
So an increase of 5.4% versus the same week in 2022, and big numbers from the same regions of six and nine, which include California and the Southwest. Oof. Year to date, yeah, ugh, is right. Year to date, slaughter is tracking 5.8% or 104,400 head ahead of 2022. And so when I look at the gains this year, that 104,400 head, those two regions I mentioned, six and nine, are actually responsible for 95% of that additional slaughter rate. So just um, a lot of changes, I think, happening there um, and feeling just the pinch of, of tight margins. Right. It makes sense that we saw milk come off so aggressively in those regions as well. And then in the upper Midwest, we watched the spot basis pretty closely there. It soared aggressively last week. Did that stay positive as well? Yeah, positive for the second week in a row, midpoint of $1.25 per hundredweight, so up just a quarter from last week's big jump. Dairy Market News reports that school has started in some parts of the central region and, and really across the country, and that's pulling class one milk. So what we're seeing is milk from the upper Midwest moving to the Southern Plains states to fill needs. And um, really right now, there are not many, if any, spot loads being offered. Milk is just kind of tight all over. So lots of upward movement in the domestic markets this week, what I cover, but uh, global markets have kind of done the opposite. Alyssa, can you give a recap of what happened at GDT on Tuesday? Yeah, you know, bearish news has been piled onto the Oceania dairy markets in recent weeks from economic disruptions in China to a huge drop in milk prices as a result of demand uncertainty for New Zealand. So heading into this global dairy trade auction event, we had higher offer volumes from Fonterra. We also got a fresh set of data from China that leaned negative early in the week, setting up for disappointing results on this auction platform. And that's what we got. It was an overall bearish event. And August proved to be incredibly negative for GDT's C2 regular whole milk powder price that now sits at seven-year lows. While whole milk powder demand from North Asia looked stronger on the surface, their volumes remain well below pre-COVID levels. And when we talk about North Asia, we're typically thinking that China's representing that region. So just an ugly outlook for Chinese demand. Um, losses were also strong across skim milk powder and fats, while cheddar values moved higher. So a very dismal auction, lots of low data points there. And then Pontera had some breaking news yesterday in response. What happened, Alyssa? Yeah, so Fonterra ended up reducing its 2023-24 season forecast farm gate milk price range with the midpoint dropping another 25 cents per kilogram milk solids. This news came just a couple weeks after the co-op reduced the midpoint a whole dollar not that long ago uh, as they highlighted that it's been a very challenging time for the New Zealand dairy industry as well as producers there in the region. This will certainly impact the dairy farmers' budgets there, as well as their sentiment, as cost of production will be, unfortunately, much higher than current milk price expectations. But be sure to listen to our skim episode out earlier this morning with more thoughts on that from Stu Davison. 
Yes. Yikes. Yeah. Big change, breaking news yesterday. And I am definitely going to be listening to Stu's podcast on that. Our very astute team of Alyssa and Stu have been saying that milk is overvalued in New Zealand due to the weak Chinese demand. And it seems like we're really starting to see these words just come to life in the markets this past week. We should switch gears, though. What about the EU, Alyssa? What happened this week in markets there? There was a lot of data out actually from Europe this week, and there was some spillover pressure, of course, into the European markets as well after the bearish global dairy trade auction. So we got some June trade data, we got updated June milk production statistics. So there was a lot to dig into. Uh, While we're still waiting for Spain and Sweden to release their milk production figures, The month of June is looking like it was basically flat over prior year, and that's following a stronger than expected spring. European milk production is kind of becoming the tale of two halves, the North and the South. The Northern nations within the European Union are retaining strong milk production growth, while Southern countries have been impacted by early heat and dry this summer. France, Italy, Ireland, they all recorded really strong losses in June, but large milk collections from Germany, Poland, and the Netherlands pretty much offset those losses. It seems like the story across the pond is similar to what we're kind of seeing stateside. So milk production overall is up, but shrinking in certain regions, and then the rate of growth is slowing. So growth at a decelerated pace. You and I were working a little bit on trade yesterday. Stu was too. We should talk EU trade. What did you find in all the data, Lisa? Interestingly enough, the export data was actually very strong in June, which pretty much tells us that they had a lot of products lying around. Uh, Similar to what's been shown from the rest of the world, though, exports to China were weak as a lift in dairy products moving to the Middle East and North Africa region actually expanded. In fact, exports from Europe into Algeria were the strongest since April 2014. Additionally, during Q2 of this year, as a whole, the EU achieved the strongest quarterly exports since Q3 of 2021, with shipments to that Middle East North Africa region really driving overall strength. Well, that's a wrap on markets this week, but as always, you can find a lot more of our thoughts, opinions, and price forecasts on global dairy markets located on our company's dashboard at highgrounddairy.com. Be sure to request a free trial if you aren't a customer just yet. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you're interested in receiving more information as well as our analysis, please visit highgrounddairy.com to request a free 30-day trial today. Futures and options trading involves substantial risk and is not suitable for all investors.